Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dreading Sundays. I'm your host, Daniel K. Chung, and if this is your first time, welcome. Because, well, Dreading Sundays is a podcast that is oriented within the SEO field or wider digital marketing, but uh, I don't really talk about the practice of it, but rather it's providing you with uh, user stories from my guests so that they can share insights and experiences so that when it happens to you, you'll not only know that A, you're not alone, but B, you've got this. So in today's episode, I'm excited to bring to you Travis Talent. And rather than introduce who he is and make him rehash that, I'm just going to hand it over to you, Travis. Why don't you tell our lovely listeners who you are, what you do, why you do what you do, and whatever else comes to your brain? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for for the airtime in advance. Super excited to be here. Um, My name is Travis Talent. Uh, In my current role, I I am at the agency Brain Labs, and I serve as the VP of SEO on the product team. So my job is to make sure that our account teams have the appropriate talent, tools, tech, and process to do their jobs exceptionally well. Um, It's a fantastic job. I love the people I work with. I get to work with people all over the globe. uh, And it's really a meaningful thing when you're able to ask someone what the weather is like or what's going on in their neck of the woods. And it's actually interesting, right? Because it's in a totally different part of the world. I've never been. Uh, so that's, uh, that is a bit about where I am today. I have been agency side my entire career. Um, I love agency side. It's, it's a bit of hustle. It's a bit of uh, every day is different. You get to learn from uh, from many different people. I love learning business models and getting to meet a bunch of business leaders to really understand what their vision is and then translate that into the world of SEO. Um, I did, as like most people in this industry, stumble into being an SEO when uh, I was the founder of a scholarship search engine um, back when I was in college at CU Boulder. Um, And that really taught me how a search engine works, right? Like someone types in a search query, pings a database, that database populates results. Uh, And then shortly after that, I realized, oh, you can manipulate this this search engine. Uh, that's, that's a bit of a, uh, you know, no, no word in our, in our, in our industry, but, um, rather influence, <laughs> right? Uh, such and, a marketer, uh, Travis, such a marketer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I feel, I feel so thankful to have stumbled in, into this industry. Um, just as we were talking, uh, prior to the record button g- getting hit, um, being a young gay kid, I didn't know where I was going to end up, right? And the fact that I stumbled into an industry that's so welcoming, so loving, and uh, allows someone um, a platform to to grow into uh, their most authentic selves is is very beautiful. And, and that's why I'm excited to be here today to chat more about that. Thanks, Travis. I mean, I'm very excited to have you here as well. Now, VP, and I've got your LinkedIn open, yes. and you have Director <laughs> of Organic Media, Associate Director and SEO Lead, Senior Account Manager. These are all the dream titles for a lot of people who are maybe beginning in their agency careers. 
what do all these job titles mean? How do they differ? And how's the pay? Let's get in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So when I first started uh, in the in my true SEO career, um, going agency side at W Promote, out in LA, packed my bags from Colorado, moved out to LA, um, researched, you know, cool companies to work for out in LA. And uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, the agency W Promote was at the top of the list. So I figured I should apply um, and very quickly fell in love with, with the culture and the vibrancy. Um, that said, it was, uh, I believe I was making $38,000 a year. Um, and that was underwhelming as, as an SEO specialist, right? Because a lot of the work that gets put in front of clients, uh, tends to be done by, by, uh, those, those junior level people, right? And so it was very much um, feeling undervalued. But the beautiful thing about W Promote is they grew. They grew fast. Uh, so when I started, they were like 130 people. Um, and within three years, they were 450 people. So that lended itself to advancement very, very quickly. And that's the other thing I really love about this industry is uh, when you work hard and you show up and you uh, read books, it really, really, the sky is the limit. And you can, you can go as far as you want, right? So um, I was always a tester. I was always a doer. I was always willing to, to uh, try new things. And that allowed me to scale up to SEO manager, which I think the pay for that was 50K. And then um, senior SEO manager, which the pay was that pay for that was probably 65, 70K, somewhere around there. Um, and then I started taking on a lot more responsibilities, uh, managing people, managing bigger accounts, leading training programs. Uh, and that's when I was promoted to associate director. I think at that time I was making 80 to 85. So um, you can, and, and that was just a W front over a span of three years. So I went from making 38K to around 85K by the, by the time I left in that three-year period. And that is really the beauty of this industry. Like what other industry can you, can you uh, say that you can scale that, that quickly, that fast, right? Um, I love my job. Uh, at WFOD, it was a great team. We were going really fast, um, but an opportunity with a local agency in Colorado um, after I had uh, moved back, um, opened up to launch an organic media department at a, at a, uh, at a historical paid media agency. And it was, you know, that you're right. That is the type of opportunity that everyone dreams of. Um, and so I went in and uh, was basically told you have, um, you know, you have six months to earn your keep and at, <laughs> at least, uh, you know, sign on enough clients. So then it pays your salary. Uh, otherwise, we're, we're not going to launch an organic media department. Um, fast forward two years, even going through a global pandemic, I had a team of seven. Um, we had, uh, we were, we were profitable from month 
three onward. So I did hit that six month mark. Uh, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, s- some of my best friends have come from these previous positions. Um, and I'm super fortunate and thankful for those opportunities as a director. Um, I was making a hundred K base with a 20 K bonus. Um, so one twenty. um, and then uh, I was contacted about eight months ago by Brain Labs to um, develop this new role as VP of SEO and, and help head up the SEO product. Um, Brain Labs acquired Distilled, uh, which um, was a uh, very interesting time to acquire a company because they the, the books closed February of... 2020. And then of course the pandemic hit in March, 2020. So, uh, you know, there was, there was just a lot, like it was in rough shape and every, you know, everyone kind of acknowledges that, right? Like the world was in rough shape. Uh, and, um, you know, no company was, was, was really, um, spared from, from that. Um, but what they really realized in that time is they need a product team to help develop the story, develop the team, add structure, add process, um, across all of these various, um, you know, uh, what 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 we call hives, which are the account teams, and that's where this role stems from. Again, it's you know nothing in this role isn't um, what I've done before, so that was the comforting piece. But the new piece is Brain Labs is also a very fast-growing company. Um, we've acquired three agencies since I've been here in eight months um, with eyes to acquire more. Um, and that is new for me, right? Like I, I get to be a part of those M&A conversations and um, help identify how our team plugs into those integrations and that type of stuff. So it's, it's super exciting stuff. Um, and uh, as VP, uh, my base is 180 uh, annually. Um, and then, uh, my partner and I also have some real estate, uh, as well as an Airbnb as additional investments. And I'm h- happy to go into that if that's, if that's meaningful as well, but obviously I know you are most interested in, uh, in salary. What an amazing journey. And, and thank you for being so open about it. And to put some context around those numbers, I think for some people who, maybe job hunting right now those initial numbers may seem low but that was because it was like 2016 and before up until 2019 and you know post pandemic well not post we're still in it at the time of recording anyway (laughs) tech and digital salaries ballooned like they went crazy at least by 20 30 percent so i'll be very surprised if those numbers were not inflated by now but yes thank you so much for sharing that now at WP, well W, do I just go W promote? Is that yeah. how I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm butchering it's a weird name. That brand. It's a, it's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not WordPress. It's W promote. <laughs> yep. Uh, I I've seen that you had Patagonia as a client, and of course the listeners can't see duh, because there's no video, but I'm wearing a Patagonia <laughs> jacket. Love their oh, brand. There you go. Love their ethos. Um. But you said they grew they, like 3x from 150, which already is a sizable headcount, to 450. 
what was that like internally once you started adopting more people management responsibilities and having more direct reports? Because having one direct report is is relatively okay. Then you add another two or 10. That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. They typically say in, uh, in this in this industry, you, you don't want to manage more than seven people. If you manage more than seven people, absolutely nothing gets done, right? Because all of your time is just dealt with, with, with people's stuff. Um, so it is, you know, from that perspective, it is really valuable to have a hierarchy. Um, in terms of the growth during that period, uh, it was, it was beautiful chaos for, for lack of a better word. Like there was a lot of vibrancy around it. Like we were winning the largest accounts we had ever won. That was jazzing people up. Um, they had rolled out a new incentive program for everyone on the team, including SEO managers that, uh, you know, if you, um, retained a, a, a certain, certain number of clients over X amount of months, uh, you were, you were given, a fairly decent bonus, right? Um, so uh, there was just this layer of excitement. There was also a lot of frustration during that time from, from team members especially, um, which then bubbled up to become, uh, you know, uh, certainly frustration from, from me because it felt like no matter what I did and no matter uh, what process we put in place, what new training program we revamped, it was never done fast enough. It was never done good enough. Right. Um, and then we were also running into resource constraints because as the agency was growing, they were really watching numbers to make sure that um, top line revenue wasn't uh, the only thing growing. We want to make sure that profitability maintains that as you as you scale. Right. So um, I reflect a lot on that time period because I see a lot of similarities with Brain Labs today. And I think the biggest thing uh, that I learned during that time is getting close to people and really understanding what drives them and what motivates them, what makes them happy and sad and angry and all of those things, right? That is how you are able to motivate change and and get shit done. Uh, and at, at the at the at the end of the day. Um, it's not as simple as developing a process and putting it in front of people. You really have to communicate what the value is in it for them. You have to communicate uh, the vision, like what what is this going to do for us? So then their life is better a year from now, either because we've opened up growth opportunities where now they can move up, manage people, make more money, et cetera, um, or... Uh, if they stay in that current role, their day-to-day is easier. Uh, it doesn't require as much brain power or work or whatever to do the, uh, the work that they're doing today. Um, so lots of lessons learned during that time that I get to apply today uh, and certainly iterate on. And, and that is what is so exciting for, for me. Awesome. And I remember back when I was working agency, we we also experienced a lot of growth during 2020 because we needed to hire more people was we actually started to win more accounts and bigger accounts because things were going digital because everything was locked down. And 
I reflect back on that time and yes, I built out an amazing onboarding sequence for the new hires. But then I look back and go, what about the people who were already there, who've been there for two, three years? They never got that opportunity. They never got that training. And and in some respects, I, I saw them as kind of stuck in limbo. And they kind of got promotions because they've been there long enough, not necessarily because they were given the tools and the processes to articulate why a, they wanted to be promoted and B, where they wanted to be promoted in. Given your extensive agency experience and Brain Labs acquiring new agencies, for that person who is in that environment, who has been with an agency, who knows how to get shit done, but maybe there's this crazy, beautiful chaos around them, what advice do you have for them, Travis? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, nicely done. Uh yeah. Okay. So here's here's my advice. Um, it's really important to communicate your wants and desires to not only your direct manager, but to your boss's boss, to other team members, right? Like if you want to manage larger accounts, make that known. If you are looking to hit a certain salary number, go to your manager and say, hey, what do I need to do to hit this salary number? Uh, and then, of course, you are able to set up um, very firm goals. So then, whatever, three months, six months down the line, you can say, great, I hit all those goals. Now let's talk money. Um, and and so I, I that's that's one piece. It's, it's really important to communicate um, what you want out of your own career. I think number two, it's to it's to ask other ways that ask for ways that others can help you grow. And that can look like a lot of different ways, but maybe it's, you know, you're, you're on a video meeting, someone presents something that you have no idea how to do, ping them afterwards and say, hey, you showed this thing, I wanna know how to do that. Um, and having that type of vulnerability and openness about what you know and what you don't know um, can really, really take you far. Um, it requires a little bit of ego death to, to go through that process, but it's so valuable uh, to learn how to communicate in that, in that way. Mm, you, hit the head, uh, you hit the nail on the head there with uh, <laughs> vulnerability because you know in SEO, marketing, it's, we're trying to make a science out of human behavior and, and you know, there's only so much we can model. People are irrational, as we all know, although our work doesn't say so. We have numbers and projections and models. And I guess why I love having you on the show and me being Chinese, growing up in a very Western society, knowing that, hey, I look very different and that there's a whole female and female identifying community who just the thought of asking is terrifying because they're being shut down every single time or when they do ask, they've been called aggressive or some other bullshit term that men say how can they work around that how can they build a network or their own tribe so they don't feel so alone and i'm mm. kind of asking you to lean into your own experience here yeah wow what a beautiful question um so my my experience is shrouded in lots of privilege right um i'm white i'm male uh and that's, that's, those are privileges that no matter what I do, I can't get rid of. So my, 
story comes from a background of growing up a poor kid, being a first-generation college student, and being a young gay kid that was that was lost, right? Um, so it is a different experience, but those feelings of loneliness, those feelings of not knowing how to speak up, being scared to speak up, as well as speaking up and being told, shut up, those are experiences that I, I have lived. Um, and the biggest thing for me and the biggest takeaway that I, that I use uh, in this way, as well as in my professional career, is find your advocates and lean into your advocates. There's no use in trying to turn around a naysayer. Um, and I, and I, I say that with a lot of love. And if there, you know, if there are any naysayers who want to come, come have an open conversation, I, I always welcome that. Right. Um, but when, when you want to grow and you want to advance, you are going to go. And, and there's, there's a lot of research that backs us up, even in our own like personal strengths of, are you better communicator than writer or whatever, right? Don't focus on what you're bad at, focus on what you're good at. So um, expanding that, focus on the people that are going to push you and focus on the people that are going to support you in your own vision and your own dreams. And if you can't find that in your direct manager, especially, or if you can't find that in several people in your organization, I highly recommend searching for a different organization. Um, it's, you know, it's just not a good fit. It's like a, it's like a bad relationship. It doesn't have to end in an ugly way. Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's, uh, you just aren't compatible. Right. Um, so it doesn't need to be this big dramatic thing. Um, but ask yourself, like, who are my advocates? Who can I learn from? Who can I, uh, go to for support and lean in, lean into those people, because those are going to be the ones that, uh, that, that get you far. Beautiful, beautiful answer. And I love how you prefaced it by saying you come from a place of privilege, but these are my experiences and this is what you can take away from it. You know, I'm a fellow male. I come from a place of privilege. I never had to worry about shelter or food. I was All my education was paid for, which I squandered much to my parents' disappointment and frustrations. <laughs> uh, but, you know, being an outsider, like I've always felt like an outsider ever since young, haven't quite figured out what or why that is, but it, it's been really helpful in search. <laughs> yeah. As you're trying to find for stuff and it's like, it's not there. Okay, there's an opportunity. Um, but yes, I also understand and say I come from a place of privilege. Yes, the, the takeaway is if your work environment is literally toxic, leave it. But we understand. I think Travis and I are both saying we know it's not that easy, uh, but find a way find a solution. There are amazing companies out there. Equally, there are amazing companies with terrible people, but there are amazing people everywhere. Find your allies, find a place where you can thrive and feel comfortable being you, and the rest will take care of itself. Because as you said, Travis, staying in a toxic relationship only ends in one way. And <laughs> the longer you stay in it, the harder it is to recover and the longer it is to recover. So, Put some feelers out there. Go back to previous episodes. I have plenty of amazing people who are very accomplished who tell you, even if you love your job, put out some feelers. Find out what's in the market because you never know when the next opportunity is. And it's not to say that you don't like working where you are. I love working at the agency. But there's always something else that's missing. And 
if you don't look for it, you won't know what you're missing out on. And that really is my TED talk. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just one other thing to expand on that, Daniel, because that, that is a beautiful message. Um, <clears throat> the feelers don't always have to be in an interview format either, right? Like it can be as simple as reaching out to me or you or um, anyone else uh, to ask, hey, what is it like working at your agency? Or, um, you know, hey, what, what type of culture do you all have over there? Um, and putting up those types of feelers really lets you start to understand um, a bit more about what you want, what answers uh, to those types of questions make you feel good, and what answers to those types of questions give you red flags. And that can really help you understand um, and, and manifest what that ultimate vision is for your own life. Love it. Great addition. And, and to add to that addition is... You know, job titles in, in our industry, are they're, they're almost made up. So VP at Brain Labs is very different to VP at somewhere else. And the bigger the organization or small the agency, these job titles, you know, they, they almost mean nothing. So this is what I th- hope you meant by, you know, contacting other people who have a job title that you aspire towards and getting a sense of, hey, what is it that you do? And then work out, A, is that what you want to do? And B, what do I have to do to demonstrate that I have done all these things that I can ask for that role somewhere else or within the same org? So yes, Absolutely. networking and, and you know, just having conversations with people. It doesn't have to be asking for something. It's just build up a rapport with your fellow colleagues. We're all in this together. We're all at the whims of an algorithm that we sometimes don't understand. There I said it. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> We try every day, though, Daniel. We try every day. We try. Oh, yes. Traffic went up. Yes, that was our work. Oh, traffic went up. Yeah, that's, that's the algorithm, totally. <laughs> I, always, I always blame Mercury and retrograde. That's my go-to. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for sharing and leaning into your vulnerability, Travis. It's been amazing. Where can people find you and can they find you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I'm super accessible. Uh, LinkedIn is probably your best bet. Um, I am on Twitter, though. Um, I don't feel great when I'm on Twitter for extended periods of time. So I, yeah, it's it's not my favorite place to be. Uh, LinkedIn, I always feel happier when I when I leave that app than when I come on. So um, reach uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I would be more than happy to chat with uh, with anyone in in your circle, Daniel. Beautiful. I will leave your uh, LinkedIn profile URL in the show notes. But yes, thank you once again. It's been a pleasure meeting you and speaking to you. And for all those who uh, want to reach out to Travis, do so. Awesome. Thanks, Daniel. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the very end of this episode. I trust you enjoyed the stories that Travis had to share. If this is your first time, welcome again. And, you know, go back to the previous episodes where, you know, you might find someone who's going through the same challenges that you have, or perhaps someone who looks like you or sounds like you, uh, because that really is the whole point of Dreading Sundays. And just a little favor, if you're using like iTunes, no, it's not called iTunes. I'm, I'm, I'm a boomer now. No, it's called Apple Podcasts. That's what it's called. Subscribe, follow, do all the good stuff, because I want to share these stories and reach as many people as possible. And until the next time, 
Stay safe, stay curious, and be kind to others. See ya.